Oh, 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 I'm old. I'm a fidgety old man. I just bet a wooden puppet. <laughs> Fucking hate that. Man. Welcome to A Cast With No Name. We're your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 38. This episode, we will be discussing the 2022 Pinocchio films from Disney and Netflix. But first, don't forget to visit our website, acastwithnoname.com, where you can find all previous episodes right there at your fingertips. You can comment, you can write to our email, all that good stuff. So it is the first episode of 2023. We made it. Haven't seen you since last year. I know. Got it. You're you're off with a good start here. No, that's just one pun of twenty. Yeah, um, super excited about that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so for our first episode, we are of 2023. We are going to talk about two films from 2022 because nothing's come out yet. Uh, but uh, two Pinocchio films. Yep. Uh, initially, we thought about doing three. I didn't feel like watching the Polly Shore Russian. No, not at all. Dub thing um what would be the point <laughs> there would be none there there would be none <laughs> so it's debatable if there's a point with this one <laughs> but uh it's very true but yeah so we have two of them one by robert zemeckis which came out in september ish mm-hmm. yeah and uh the disney live action remake yep um and then you have a netflix produced one uh that was brought to you by guillermo del toro and Mark Gustafson. Yeah. He's just been coming out with stuff left and right for Netflix. Who, Del Toro? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he had that miniseries, The Cabinet of Curiosities. Yeah. Or, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't you know, scary or anything, but it was kind of cool. Yeah. And they were just single, one-off mm-hmm. episodes. Anthology series, yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's hop into it. Let's hop into it. Well, and we picked these movies too because they're two directors that are pretty good. I mm-hmm. think we're a fan of yeah. their movies. <clears throat> and it was uh, when we first thought of this, this was before either Pinocchio movie came out. Uh-huh. And it was, oh, well, we can kind of compare and see mm-hmm. the styles and differences and all that good stuff. But well, let's uh let's hop into Zemeckis's and Disney's Pinocchio first and then we can dive into Sure. uh Del Toro's. Uh Well, we should preface that these movies went different approaches. Yeah, yeah. They told different stories for yeah. the most part. Um yeah, Zemeckis's was the remake of the animated version, obviously. Yeah. Del Toro's was more based on the book, but he did take some liberties changing some elements of the story and time setting and stuff like that. Yep, yep. Um which is fine. So, uh I guess uh let's hop into if you haven't seen any of the Pinocchios, <laughs> Then I'm sure they have. We'll we'll give you first impressions of each. Yeah. Um. Yep. As we talk about them, and then we'll dive into spoilers. Um. So why don't you kick things off with Zemeckis's mm-hmm. uh, fir- fir- first, first impressions. impressions? Yeah. I just thought it was typical. We have to make something, uh, and the current trend is we have to remake the old Disney cartoons into live action and. Pinocchio was just the next in line, and that's what it felt like. Yeah, 
I agree. First impressions, um, it's dog shit. It's a piece of crap that didn't <laughs> need to be made. It pissed yeah. me off watching it, uh, but not to the extent that it would keep me awake. So okay. Uh, so did you stay awake? No, I fell asleep. You fell twice, asleep twice. Wow. Um, and part of the reason was I was hungover. The other part of the reason was that's right. We went hard in the paint on New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, we did. And the other reason is. Uh, it just sucked so hard. It, it was bad. And no spoilers, you tell it's going to suck mm-hmm. so hard in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, I do not waste your time watching this. Yeah, it's um, bad. Unless you want to have some kind of frame of reference as far as what we talk about further with this movie. But it is, um, yeah, it felt rushed. It was very, very boring. Didn't do anything new that the original animated movie didn't. I mean, there, there's nothing redeeming about this. Yeah. Other than the fact that somebody, there's quite, probably quite a bit of people like uh, paid a lot of money to just shit out a turd that has no effect on culture whatsoever. I hated this fucking thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is a piece of dog shit. I think shit. You, don't, you, you, dis, you disliked it more than I did. The fact that they didn't release it in theaters, that's, I, that's I said before, one. was very, very telling. Yeah. They shouldn't even put it on streaming platform because... It still wasted people's time if they watched it. Yeah. And people kind of gave HBO and Warner Brothers flack for not releasing Batgirl. This is why? I'm guessing it's probably why. Like, maybe a movie executive saw it and like, this is the biggest piece of dog shit I've ever seen. We're not releasing this. It's a waste of somebody's time. And we're going to go to hell if we just make this available for anyone to watch. And then you have the other camp saying, well, you should release it. You already did the work. Ugh. There's arguments against that now. That yeah. This movie proved it to That's me. That's a good point. I uh, I love Robert Zemeckis, <laughs> but the, this is fucking, this just sucked. Yeah. Donkey dick. It, it was bad. It was it was not good. So well, I, what do, it, what, I do not recommend it. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I told you that after I watched it. Because I saw it when it first came out. And I knew we were going to do this episode, so I didn't really let my feelings be known on the podcast. But yeah, it's bad. I didn't like it. Well, let's start with the design itself. What did you think of the Pinocchio design? Do you think it fit like the world that was in that it was placed in? No, I, I don't. I didn't either. I don't know what the point is, other than just churning out content. It felt like no one cared. Yeah, but it and it felt like that in the first five minutes. Uh, you have Tom Hanks kind of putzing around. Um, oh, he's phoning it in his house, and he's just yeah, he's doing an impersonation. Yeah, he's phoning it in, and I'm like, and he's mumbling to himself, and like he's trying to give backstory to his character. I'm like, oh, he doesn't care. <laughs> and then I'm trying to pay attention to the writing because it said script Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. You, he's a pretty good storyteller mm-hmm. at times, and I was watching it for a little. I was like, oh, he doesn't care. This is dragging on way too fucking long. And then I started noticing, so then I started trying to pinpoint, all right, where's some things that are good? Because one thing, I figured this movie was going to be not good, just based on <laughs> other people watching it and all that stuff. So one thing I was kind of looking forward to, I was like, well, I bet the special effects solid will be solid mm-hmm. because Robert Zemeckis is a very good technical director. Mm-hmm. He's done The Walk, he's done... 
uh, Welcome to Morrowind, which not a lot of people saw, but mm-hmm. he kind of used like a doll effect. So I was kind of interested to see how he was going to do Pinocchio, if Pinocchio was going to look hyper-realistic or um, anything like that. or uh, th- Those just sucked. Like there was yeah. nothing good. Nothing remarkable about it. Yeah. Uh, the green screens were mm. shitty. The compositing was bad. Yeah. Uh, like with Tom Hanks in the boat at the end and um, like, and then Pinocchio paddling his feet or whatever, like it just all looked fake. Yeah. It looks so fake. Um, especially considering this is the first movie I think I watched since Avatar mm-hmm. and to where you have something like that to where you could tell someone at least gives a shit yep. compared to something like this. And it was $150 million was this budget. That's this crazy. Movie. It's crazy. Where did the money go? I don't know. But someone should have gotten <laughs> fired. I mean, I know the, the CEO of Disney already got fired, but yeah, uh, more people need to be fired. Yeah. Because um, Zemeckis did the Witches remake, uh, I want to say two years ago, and it came out on HBO Max. And the effects there were bad. Yeah. So this is two movies in a row where it's been pretty... Subpar effects. It's kind of disappointing. I I honestly googled, is Robert Zemeckis poor? <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, because I I'm wondering. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Mm-hmm. Like, is he just do? Like, is he doing a Bruce Willis? Like, I'm gonna churn out as much shit as possible, get up a nest egg, so yeah. I can have something to leave to my kids, so that way they don't have to feel like they have to remake Back to the Future when I die and people start throwing gotcha. money at them. I mean, I don't. What did it say when you Googled it? No, it nothing. It said, no, no, he's no. fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's fine. He just, just doesn't care anymore. He just doesn't care anymore. Um, and I can't even tell because with the Polar Express and the uh, Christmas Carol and Beowulf movies, mm-hmm. he did because he had a production, production company. It was like the South something adventures or something like that mm-hmm. uh that he started in 1984 and then that changed to uh moving images moving images yeah and that kind of turned into moving images digital but the point of that was he was creating a motion capture technology he was mm-hmm. like that was the point of the company is to be able to bring motion capture to a filmmaking state and people could use it and that's i think is why he did uh, Polar Express, all those motion capture yeah. movies in the 2000s, he was developing that technology, wanted to get to a point where he could make money off of it. I could see a point with those movies being made. And I, I don't see a point with what he was doing with Pinocchio. I never saw Witches. Uh, Welcome to Morrowind was fine. Um, I watched that simply because I read the article that, the the real article that uh, it was based off the that was based off the real person. And that was fine. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a Forrest Gump, but you're yeah. always not gonna. It was at least serviceable and it was entertaining. Yeah, and um, and the effects were good. Mm-hmm. Um, Did it, you ever see Allied? No, I didn't. I haven't seen that either. I don't think there's a lot of. It's not an effects-driven movie. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. it was more of a character yeah. like espionage. Yep. kind of thing, and I, I'm just wondering what. Like he's, I mean, obviously maybe a paycheck or something. Yeah. Maybe he was bored. Did he owe Disney another movie I don't from like a contract he signed in the eighties after maybe. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? He's like, hey, you owe me one more, fella. 
could be because Disney kind of went in on him with moving images. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, that was the other yeah. thing that was kind of going through my head was why is he doing this? And why is Tom Hanks doing this? Why is Tom Hanks doing it? Well, he's buddies with Zemeckis. Sure. But, but I, I, I don't think if you're casting this movie, we're like, Oh, we need to have Tom Hanks as Geppetto. Mm-hmm. We need that to sell this movie. Do you think that was it part of it? But no, it wouldn't be because you're riding the live action remake train. Yeah. And there's, the the ones that came before didn't have huge stars or people mm-hmm. with name recognition like Tom Hanks. They just made him anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't... Yeah. You would... You don't need... You probably should have gotten Stanley Tucci or somebody something. to... For half the price. Quarter of the price. Yeah. And you would have gotten a better performance. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Just Mechus was kind of, But yeah, that was the other... Like the, the special effects. There was nothing special about the way no. Pinocchio was created. You had... At, at the first five minutes, again, I'm going to bring up a lot of stuff in the first five minutes because I think I fell asleep at about minute mark 20. Yeah. And uh, everything was... I, I would think that if I was producing a movie and, hey, we're going to remake a movie that was made in 1940. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do it live action. We own the story. How do we want to do it now? How do we want to do it today? And nothing in the past 80 years, no one had any ideas. It was just, oh, do the whole thing. That's too hard. That's that's too hard. Like, it's not even better. Like, I was, I mean, I, I don't know. It. I have written down here is such a missed opportunity. One from a story standpoint, you could have made it more appealing to middle-aged students, I guess mm-hmm. something. I mean, you could, have, you could have really wrote about the theme or kind of explored the theme of what it means to be a human, what it means to be a child or what it means to mm-hmm. be a father um, or a parent. And you could have, dove into that to at least flesh it out a little bit more because this was padded like half the shit in here I was just like oh my god they're just drawing this out mm-hmm. and they don't have a story and like why make it other than the fa- for the fact that they probably needed extra content but they have enough in their catalog they shouldn't just start promoting all the shit you guys made in the 80s that were at least original mm-hmm. um well, I think they just got lazy, Jay. Honestly, think about the track record of this. You start with Cinderella, you go with the Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King. They're just look at that's six movies in a row, baby. Box office gold. Yeah, except we don't need to spend all this time on on writing and uh, storyboarding, like all that stuff. That's that's extra time. We we're not we don't we're not dealing with that. I know, but they spent $150 million on this and still didn't release it in theaters. Maybe they owed Zemeckis money, and they they needed something... To, to launder? Like, to launder through. I like that. At least that makes fucking sense. <laughs> something like that. They're like, oh, you're not going to get your money until... Oh, you got to direct this. Yeah, I'll direct this piece of shit. I'll yeah, fucking... maybe maybe Zemeckis had the P-tape on, on Bob Iger. Probably. And maybe. Iger was like... No, no, this is Chope... Uh, oh, Chapek. Chapek, yeah. yeah. Maybe um, he had the P-tape on Chapek. 
Maybe. It's like, listen, I need a hundred million. Yeah. Like now, ASAP. He's like, well, I can't just give you a hundred million. Could you just turd out this yeah. this fucking just Pinocchio movie this for out me? Into a toilet. No one really is really expecting much of it. I'm just gonna release it on streaming anyway. Sure. I mean, they they could have done a great job with that story, like really explored that a little bit better, and it's, and it wouldn't have to follow the thing. The other thing, it's live action. Yeah. They could have had a breakthrough in practical effects and mm-hmm. puppetry. I think would have been fantastic to actually have a robotic puppet. Yeah. With as much imagineering people that you have, you're doing a live action of a movie of a character based on a puppet. Get your fucking engineering team and make the fucking puppet. Get Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yeah. On the production, you know? You did BB-8 with a little ball and a little <laughs> thing and like... <laughs> I, Can you imagine the Team America was in this movie and like that was the technological breakthrough? Just that movie looked better than this. I one. know it did. Yeah, yeah. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, I think he looked like a video game character. He did. There wasn't a lot of texture to his like face or his features or anything. Mm-hmm. It just felt like something that you would find in the, the new Nintendo Switch Pinocchio game, and then they just plopped it in the movie. That's how out of place it yeah. looked. I mean, you you joke about the marionette strings and everything. They still could have done that. Yeah, with just digital wire removal, mm-hmm. have Pinocchio be a marionette yeah. puppet, and I think that could have at least and, been cool. And you wouldn't have Tom Hanks sitting in a room by himself, yeah, the entire time. Yeah, why, why the fuck was Honest John still a fox? No one's freaked out about that shit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What was the what, no one was Gideon? Really, yeah. yeah. Well, no one was even freaked out that Pinocchio was a wooden boy. Not really. Yeah. No one really thought twice about it. Which I think could have been, ooh, well, this would have been dark, but uh, they could have done it to where Geppetto thinks Pinocchio's alive, and it's his PTSD from losing his son. That's very dark. And so he just kind of goes into a mental spiral. And the townspeople are like, hey, don't. Yeah, he's kind of like, oh, he thinks the puppet's alive. If we let the cat out of the bag here, he's going to do the old. That's a a Pinocchio (laughs) I want to see. That'd be a good one. Yeah. uh, But. Um, but yeah, there's no, they could have had a breakthrough in practical effects. Um, and, but yeah, they didn't do anything new. No. Uh, and what'd you think of Luke Evans as the coachman? <laughs> uh, it, I was asleep for probably most of it. Uh-huh. I woke up and I saw him in front of something. I was ha- still half dazed because this is, I mean, granted, you five people that listen to this podcast may uh-huh. be thinking, oh, you don't care enough to watch the whole movie. No, not this one. I, I, I do not. Um, you don't care enough? I, I thought about it time. for five seconds. Should I go back and rewatch this? And I was like, no, it doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, the one thing that I saw him in, his scaling was off. Very off, yeah. And I, remember. and I looked at that and I was like, what the fuck? It, like, he just looked super tiny, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was like super tiny compared to everything else. I was like, that doesn't look right. Yeah. And then I think I shut my eyes again, and I can't remember when I woke up. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, when uh, Lampwick was playing pool. Does Lampwick play pool in this? I think so, yeah. Billiards? Mm -hmm. Before he turns into a donkey? So they're going around Fantasy Island or whatever, and like Luke Evans pops up like under like the, uh, the, uh, the deck mm-hmm. and like uh like uh seating under the boat and stuff he's just popping up out the of boat. places yeah 
and it, it looks so fake. Mm-hmm. Looks. I I don't understand why you couldn't have done that practically, just like in one shot or something to make it kind of like a seamless transition. They didn't even try. It was just. Hey, you know, you could tell it was green screen. It was terrible looking. Dog shit. And I think bad. he was probably on his last movie. Like, yeah, I don't. I, yeah. I, I just don't. Looks awful. You know how Disney kind of goes in like dark ages and then they have a renaissance. You think this is the dark age? Oh, absolutely. This yeah. sealed it. I was like, oh, wow, they're fucking out of it. Like, yeah. they don't know what to do. They haven't released anything good since 2019. Yeah, I don't count Avatar as Disney. That's James Cameron. Yeah, yeah. and that was a holdover from Fox. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure Disney probably would have shit canned Avatar if they acquired Fox back in the early 2010s. Yeah, um, because they would have. I mean, well, they probably would have done one sequel, but they would have rushed it, and then it would have sucked, and then yeah, no one would care. Um, You're right. They haven't really. They haven't released. Um, last thing I think that they released that was noteworthy. And that had any kind of emotional or cultural appeal was uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah. And there hasn't been, I mean, Pixar hasn't really put out anything. No. I mean, they had Soul, which was okay. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Um, and, but yeah, they, have, they, haven't, they haven't done shit, but they've done a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. And,. I yeah they're they're in a dark age. So this is the uh, early to mid '80s, the '80s actually of of Disney. Yeah, but even then you still had what Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, live action stuff was pretty good. Yeah, I mean yeah, and you had the black hole in like the late '70s. Yeah, it wasn't like they weren't classics or anything, uh-huh. but at least you still had yeah serviceable creativity. They uh-huh. didn't know what the fuck they were doing, but at least they were just putting out new stuff. Like mm-hmm. like oh here's a idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tron. Yeah, that's true. There you go. That's true. That um, was new. And uh, they didn't you, know what they were doing, but at least they were trying something to where this, I feel like they're not even trying. They're just, mm-hmm. oh, we got to fill up our streaming service. We have to we have to keep making content. Oh, we yeah. got these properties now that we spent billions of dollars on, and we need to have ROI for our shareholders. Yep. And it's gross. It's... It's pathetic, and I think I mean I don't. When do they, when do you think they're going to take a chance on an original idea where the budget's more than fifty million dollars? You know, no, I'm not talking about a Disney yeah. Plus show that costs ten million, and you know they'll they'll get eight episodes. But I mean, like, and that they give it like a, an actual I- original idea, some heft, some budget. Well, the thing is, they it. could, and. But I'm I I mean hell they spent 150 million on this and it went straight to streaming. Yeah. Uh, how much are they spending on, like Captain America and Winter Soldier? How much did that cost them? Mm. Like 50 million? I don't know. I, I don't know. I oh, don't you mean the either. TV series? Yeah. So I, I mean don't I don't know how much that costs. So 50 million might be in a drop in a bu- bucket to them as far as like kicking something out. But mm. I don't see them releasing anything theatrically. That is original. Strange yeah. World, I think, killed that. That's true. Pooch. Um, yeah. But they also didn't market that movie at all. And that that cost almost $200 million to, to produce. So, um, yeah. I think the next original, quote-unquote, thing that they do, uh, it'll have to be an animated movie. Mm. Um 
but I don't. Like computer animated? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't think it's going to be like a live action original thing. Um, I, yeah, th- for them to get out of the slump, they need to they need a desperate change in. I think the people that are running their companies, because a lot of people, I think, are too set in the ways you have. Because um, I'm trying to think of. They need to anybody that like everyone at Pixar that were kind of like the like the breath of fresh air as far as children, yeah, animated movies have now been doing it for 25 years, yeah. So they're set in their ways, um, and there you can see their creativity is starting to take a dip in the late uh, 2010s or mid 2010s. Um, I mean, I think Inside Out was probably the last thing that was like. Yeah, that was pretty good. Very good, yeah. Um, Completely original stuff that's just is very, very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you have people that are actually passionate about those ideas that are able to put that out in the world to where a lot of the shit, I just, either someone doesn't have ideas or they don't feel comfortable allowing people to explore those ideas. Um, but yeah, you have Pixar that's been doing it forever. You have Marvel. They've been doing it for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's the who's the guy that does uh, Kevin Kevin Feige? Kevin Feige. Um, I don't think like he's probably like fuck. <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna last this long. No. And no. Um, it's I, I I just think they're at a point they don't know what they're supposed to do. Um, Disney has been, if it wasn't for Marvel, Disney would have been in a downtrend since the last Frozen movie. Mm. Um, they did Frozen, when was Frozen? 2013? Yeah. I mean, that was our last Im- animated hit. Frozen 2. Mm. Came out in 2019. It made more money than Frozen. Did it? Well. Oh, yeah. Mm. Came out in 2019? Mm. Really? Right yeah. before COVID. I remember taking the kids to go see it. Before the theater shut down, yeah. Hmm. All right, I'll give him Frozen Two. I'll what, give him Frozen Two. What's what? What was before Frozen Two? Uh, yeah, not a goddamn thing. I don't know. I I don't have it in front of me, but yeah. But I mean, other than Frozen, Tangled was before Frozen. Um, I mean, uh, Inside Out, all the Pixar. But that's movies. Pixar. Oh, it's so Pixar. Okay. Take out Pixar. Take oh, out Marvel. Zootopia. Take out Zootopia is pretty good. Yeah. Um, that was what 2015, 16, yeah, 2016. Um, so, and then you take out Star Wars, you take out all the properties that Disney bought and you just look at their core business of movies. They've had three. So we'll just say Frozen, Frozen 2, Zootopia. In the past 10 years. Yeah. And that's, I don't know. I mean, obviously that's why they buy IP is so you can have more ideas to play with yeah. but and i think there's there's definitely an, an overload oversaturation going on they need to go back to the days of pixar you release one movie a year marvel you release one maybe two movies a year star wars one every three years because mm-hmm. and that that's the way that's how i like or that's I, I like james cameron's approach to avatar where he's releasing them every other year instead of consecutively Mm-hmm. Where, where I'm sure an executive was like, "No, James, you gotta you gotta release these every December." 
because they want to cap they're going to capitalize on the dollar and James is, is saying no. No, yeah. the anticipation is going to be there to where if you keep if you do that, you're not going to get that anticipation. And I think part of it's for that. I think the other part of it is because in the off years, I think they're going to release Star Wars. I hope not. I think the next I've heard. Oh man. Of course, this from my sources of the internet. Uh, the internet, Reddit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Reddit. Twenty twenty five. Uh huh. Yeah. Star Wars. The next Star Wars movie, twenty twenty five. Like a continuation of. Oh, the dog shit that they made. Episode ten. Uh huh. Uh, Flight of the No Give the Fucks. Uh huh. Um, are they continuing that story? Or Attack they, of the shits. Uh, are they continuing in the Skywalker? I don't know. Jeez. Who cares? Yeah. Doesn't I could, matter. I could care I, less. I don't. Everyone's like, oh, you're watching uh, Andor. It's a good show. And I was like, no. Because they burned me five fucking times in a row. I'm yeah. not going to watch any more of their shit. It doesn't matter. And that's the thing. Like, it's going to get to a point. Like, they keep making this shit. No one's going to want to look at it. No mm-hmm. one's going to want to watch it. No one's going to want to care. And if they keep. And if they just release the dog shit on Disney Plus, then people are going to start. Their kids are going to get older. Oh, they've seen all this. They don't care. It's gone. Yeah. Um, and they'll unsubscribe. Yeah. Um, and, and for Andor, it's for, diluting the brand. Yeah. Well, with Andor, you know what's going to happen to that character ultimately. Yeah. And if you're going to make a series about that character, that character has to be like a beloved character, like Boba Fett, for example. <clears throat> That for whatever reason that character is beloved for whatever reason it warranted though a series that you can make from him yeah the and I never watched it I heard it was okay and or I heard it was really good mm-hmm. but that's a character that has no longevity because he's dead mm-hmm. um, which is fine but I'd be willing to bet whoever did Andor has a passion for that character or had a story to tell with that character. Um, and they cared about telling that story. Um, that could make all the difference in the world. And like just movies like this, just because, uh, I mean, you make a live action Pinocchio. Why did Robert Zemeckis have to do it? Mm-hmm. If he didn't care, like maybe he did care about it and he was passionate about the story. And he's like, you know what? Yeah. I really want to tell that story. It didn't feel like it. Like it felt everything was just off. It was just piss poor i don't know if it was a covid movie mm-hmm. to where well shit uh, fuck it we'll just cg everything and including tom hanks's cat house cat like nothing can be yeah live action it's all fucking animated again yeah yeah and the only thing live action was uh yeah luke evans and um tom hanks but tom hanks didn't look and like he was, he's doing it for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm like, did Tom Hanks need to be in that movie? Who's who's good, like who was this made for? That it warranted. Oh, let's get Robert Zemeckis. Oh, you remember him? He did Back to the Future and Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah. Who loves that? Oh, mid thirty people and up. Mm-hmm. And Tom Hanks. Who's 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 all into Tom Hanks? Let's say mid twenties. Mm-hmm. maybe mid-20s because of Toy Story and up. Mm-hmm. And so you didn't need that person telling the story because it didn't feel like they had a passion for it. It was... It was a, I would change my top five worst things. And put this on there? Yes, absolutely. What did I have as number one? 
Oh, the Lord, Lord of the, the Rings. Rings, Rings of Power. It's up there. It's know. it's it's bang. It's it's fighting for number number one or number let, two. Let me let me look back. What did I have? Yeah, Obi Wan was number two. I'd put this above Obi Wan. Yeah, this would be number two. Pinocchio's number two. Obi Wan's number three. Bubbles number four. Number five is Halloween ends. Thor, you're no longer in the top five worst things. But again, that, hot but, off the press. But Thor, yeah. <laughs> Thor had the same shit. It's like yeah. Taika Waititi didn't care. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you giving these jobs to people if you they obviously do not care? Give it to someone who actually cares. Yeah. And you would even if it was piss poor effects, if the story was there, but there was no story that the original one didn't even do. And it's just it's pathetic. It's fucking lazy. No one likes that shit. And it's gonna kill their brand. I mean, Disney will be fine in the long run, I'm sure, but Mm -hmm. I mean. They're struggling right now. Yeah. For sure. Like, figure it the fuck out. Like, just, yeah, maybe go go back. Just stop churning out shit all the time. Uh, Yeah. Well, I think the market's going to correct it because I've I've heard reports that uh, starting this year, they're they're, uh, going to pull back on spending a lot and on for streaming service content by like 10%. Yeah, because no one's signing up for their shit service. Right. right. So, it's eventually they're going to have to start getting picky. They can't just green light shit. Get picky or throw some shit from like throw everything that Fox had. Like they're sitting on a mountain mm-hmm. of content already from Fox. Put it on Disney Plus. Yeah. Well, it's not family friendly, and I'm like, gives no one gives a shit. Just put it on there. That's what people want to see. Like, just give them. Maybe maybe they can only access like the rated R shit if like an adult through an adult right. profile or something. Right. Um, Disney Red or throw it on Hulu. <laughs> they own yeah. like thirty percent of Hulu. Yeah, like, yeah. You put can do it that. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, they have decades of stuff that they own now and they're still churning shit out like they're a brand new studio. It's mm-hmm. like just, just stop because you're you're killing whatever IP you do have because say someone comes along and they actually have a really good idea for a Pinocchio live action story. Well, you screw that fucking pooch already because you made this dog festering turd yeah. of a movie that no one gives a shit about. Yep. The uh oh my god, when he came back and Pinocchio is telling Geppetto about his day. He's like, oh, I did this and 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 this. I was very close to throwing something at my TV because I, I wanted to yell at him so hard. One, because he wanted to shut the fuck up. Two, I was hungover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just woke it up. And I was That's like, God was. damn, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mute. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. I don't remember that scene. It was like right when uh, he Pinocchio approaches him after after or before Monstro. It was around that time. Okay, so towards the end of the movie. Towards the end of the movie. All right. Um, and he was like telling him everything. He's like, "All this stuff happened." And he's like, "Had one day," and I'm like, "Shoot me in the fucking face!" I hate this movie. Yeah, this is. Well, I, I think I told you in a couple podcasts ago that I thought that the ending of this movie was the worst ending of the year because of the way it ended. So PC. Yeah, and I was I was waiting for it. The oh, you th- you thought it was PC? Yeah, I thought it was stupid. 
I just, I just thought it so was... So he just remains a wooden boy, and that's dumb. it? Dumb, yeah. He went through all those adventures, hardships? Yeah. Doesn't no. get the reward at the end, huh? Just like the movie itself, it doesn't fucking matter. It's like... <laughs> it's so Yeah, dumb. let's not touch on the thing that... Oh. So we're going to remake it let's shot have him lie. Shot. Let's, let's have him lie to get himself out of trouble, too. That That's a good moral. Like, right. who is this made for? We're going to... Jay, we're going to re- remake this movie shot for shot all the way up into the end. Why? Because you have to have the message. You're you're unique and perfect just the way you are. That's fine if they want to have that. You don't need that, to change. But that's a terrible message for our kids, Jay. You aren't you aren't fine just the way you are. Everyone should be the same. Soft times make for soft men, Jay. It does. That's why I'm a hard. Body. I am casting iron with my sons. I need them to be hard. This movie does not prep my kids for the 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 hardships. And the and the nastiness of the world, the, uh, and it should. I mean, I <laughs> and think it should. I, the, That's right, Pinocchio should. <laughs> and it was yeah, it was a shot for shot remake, and mm-hmm. maybe it, and it's probably because I did not watch it a lot when I was a kid. Pinocchio's not really the, I would say, in the top ten movies that Disney ever did. Oh, you mean for, for uh, animated animated movies? movies? Yeah, um, there there's nothing really remarkable remarkable about it. Mm. Uh, you have Snow White because that was the first feature length mm-hmm. animated movie. This just happened to be the second one. Yep, and it's okay. the The major thing that I think came from that movie is when you wish upon a star. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Yeah, but other than that, it's. I mean, it's not like I mean, Sleeping Beauty. You had the um, European art style of the backdrops. You had yeah, it's very good. Um, Cinderella. You, then you, I mean, One Hundred One Dalmatians. You get into the pencil, like the just the different yeah, ways that cool. the Xerox um, Xeroxing of animation. Like it, it's not even Alice in Wonderland is more creative. Yeah, yeah, that's good. The, I mean, it's not. It's not even like the best, like, so if you like to do a shot for shot remake, I could see doing that for like, I mean, Beauty and the Beast, which they kind of did. That was a tight story. The first Cinderella live action remake, they, the Cinderella live Mm -hmm. action remake they did, they added to it Mm -hmm. and it was valuable additions to the story. It was something because Cinderella was like an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. And they had to add to it. Yeah. Because it takes a long fucking time to make an animated thing and they made it in the fucking Mm fifties. Like, so, Hey, let's add, let's add the story that we think should be added to it. They didn't do any of that here. They just drew out crap. Yeah. Well, and I think for Cinderella's case, they had to take, their time and care and what they wanted to do with that. Cause that was the, f- the first live action remake of a cartoon. It was the first one. Yeah. So they wanted it to hit. Yeah. So they probably took extra care. <laughs> they probably did. Care. And the story, they probably cared about it. Um, yeah, but no, I agree with you. This movie is dog shit. It's terrible, but I think, uh, don't recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. If it's you want to watch a live action remake, the only one in my opinion is worth a shit is Cinderella. Everything else, throw it out. 
Hermione Granger singing Beauty and the... She doesn't... She can't fucking... She can't. She can't. She's not a very good singer. No. I'll give you that. Well, she's not... Fo- like, she can sing, but she's, she's not... Like, she can't... Yeah. She doesn't have range. Yeah. Well, she she can't project enough. It's like yeah. she's singing to herself in the shower or something. And it's yeah. Like, you need... They needed someone who was a singer to mm-hmm. have that role that could also act. Yes. Um, Just like in the hit movie The Bodyguard. You get Whitney Houston who mm. can fucking sing, and then can she act? <laughs> maybe, maybe not, but she can sing. She sure can. You can believe that she's a pop star. Yeah, so there it works. Um, but yeah, I don't recommend it. It's it pissed me off. Disney's in a dark age. Zemeckis better do something. There, there's a couple of movies he's coming out with that uh, I'm kind of interested in. One is uh, King Kamehameha. Oh. Uh, starring The Rock about the king of Hawaii who united the tribes and blah, blah, blah. I am uh. not interested in that. Okay. However, it is written by Randall Wallace. So your bow for Braveheart. Braveheart. That's right. Um, so uh, that'll... If it's a good period piece, maybe. Um, and then an upcoming movie here, which yeah. takes place of uh, inside of a single room. Um, and it's about the people who lived in that room, past, present, future, all that stuff. So, hmm. which that is written by the same guy who did the script for Forrest Gump, Benjamin Button, Aircraft. Yep. Is it gonna be a feather? Probably. No, Dustlint. Yeah, Dustlint. Dustlint. <laughs> like sun will come through and you just see dust. And yeah. That, that'll be the transition between time. And Tom Hanks is in it, right? <sighs> I don't know. Is he? I'm looking it up right now. Fucking. Yep, he oh, is. God damn it. Well, and Robin Wright. All right, a little reunion there for Forrest Um And you got so. Beth from Yellowstone. Oh. Kelly Riley. She was in flight. So they worked together before. That's the thing. Like it's the same people he's worked with. That, that's good. I mean <laughs> Flight was another movie that it's just like Yeah, it was like a is a uh-huh. it was an alcohol problem film. <clears throat> God when that plane was crashing. Yeah. Like I still remember I was like it's great. God, he can direct a scene when he wants to. Yeah, he can. And this is not can, that. And he can take a shit in a fucking bucket when he wants to also. Oh, yeah. Jesus. He sure can. That's the, like, I don't know. I, they're better than this, and that's... You're it, better it, than this. It, it just, it feels like they don't care. And if they don't care, I don't care. Um, I, I agree. He didn't care. I know I know he, he didn't care. He did it for the money. Take take your money. Buy a and that's fine. Spend it on hookers and blow as you would That's in fine. America. Yeah. All right. Well, I think he gave you the heads up when they just released it on streaming. It should have been the head nod, like, "Hey." Oh, that was the is, head nod. This is not good. Go back to our previous episodes. I was like, "Oh, it's it sucks." Yeah. It sucks. They released it on streaming. It's not. Yeah. They know it's gonna be nothing. A giant turd. Anyways, don't recommend it. Yeah. Hundred and fifty million dollars to make that movie. Wow. Or. There's you can chi- spend $35 million and give yeah. it to Guillermo del Toro. Is that how much it costs for? Yes. Really? Yes. thousand days of filming, $35 million, huh? The longest stop-motion animated film ever created, $35 million. Wow. It shows, though. It does. Because the animation's uh, pretty damn good. Looks pretty good. So let's get into... You want? Yeah. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, uh, directed by Guillermo del Toro and Mark Gustafson. Um, you know what Mark Gustafson also worked on? 
Uh, Do you remember that show, The PJs? Yeah. I forgot I about like that, that show, show. until I, like I looked up because they're like, oh, Mark Gustafson's first directing thing. Yeah. And I'm like, he came from stop motion. What? What mm-hmm. is he just like? Su- animation supervisor. I was like, oh, no, he directed the PJs. I was like, I've thought about that shit in years. Yeah, no. Great show. Yeah. Um, so uh, another Pinocchio story. This time this takes place not in the 1800s Italy. This take And it's not remaking the Disney one. Uh-huh. It is re- going from the story of the book with some liberties. So mm-hmm. now it takes place in 1930s. Uh, or no, I think 1940s. Towards, yeah, toward, I think during World War II. Correct. Yeah. And because you have a Mussolini yeah. uh, Italian regime. and It's uh, the backdrop of the movies. Yeah, backdrop of the movies. So, um, and so it's kind of more uh, focusing on the actual book uh, or taking elements from the book as opposed to being more like the Disney one. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, first impressions... The art style, I mean, the the models, the character designs, fantastic. Uh, the I kind of got some Frankenstein vibes during the making of the puppet, which I thought was like, I was like, ah, okay. So because Del Toro is a little bit darker in his yeah, he is storytelling and stuff. He's really um, into monsters too. So yeah, I'm hoping. I, overall, I recommend it. Uh, I need to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Because again, I watched this when I was hungover, <laughs> but I stayed awake the entire time. Yeah. Um, and I was more focused on the animation at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then I kind of got lost into the story, which I kind of just want to watch it again and just pay attention strictly to the story because I I love stop motion animation, but I I love seeing the the artistic detail that's involved and in, like the models, the the backdrops. Um, everything and uh, the textures of the puppets and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll need to watch it again. But I, I recommend it. It's not necessarily a kids' movie. Um, you can watch it with kids. There's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing overtly. I, yeah, there's nothing sketchball. Like, it's gonna. Like, yeah, I mean, it might be scary in some mm, parts bit. maybe depending if you're you have a super young kid or something but a lot of the stuff i think will probably go over their heads yeah um and but yeah and you know the themes of the movie are a little bit more mature than like the the goal of the of the tom hanks pinocchio is to you know bright colors get kids like oh look at this bright colors bright colors mm-hmm. you know blah 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 this is not that at all there's not really bright colors for the sake of being bright colors and it's yeah. it's a very subdued tone there's some singing in it but it's not it's not like a disney musical mm-hmm. really yeah it's it, it deals <clears throat> with uh depression it deals yeah. with um the loss of a child it deals with um yeah grief yeah grief um it, it has a lot of uh, i guess different threads that it goes through as far as like human emotions and fascism fascism (laughs) and uh uh all that stuff so but it's yeah i'll need to rewatch it yeah uh i'm crossing my fingers it they did release it on in theaters Uh uh-huh so they're gonna try and i'm guessing make it an oscar contender um which i i could see this winning best animated oh yeah uh film and if it does, I hope. Which 
even if it gets nominated, I think it's going to be released on Criterion. Yeah. And because I think that's what Netflix uses now because of the Irishman, uh, Roma. Um, Those are all released on Criterion? Yep. And uh, Marriage Story. Okay. Uh, all like it's Netflix uses Criterion feels like for uh, their movies. Criterion release and Del Toro. A lot of Pan's Labyrinth, a lot of it, Kronos, a lot of his catalogs already on Criterion. So okay. he's worked with them already. So I'm hoping it's on Criterion. I will buy it because of those sweet, sweet bonus features. You love the bonus features. Oh, three a lot. A thousand. What? What is that? So a thousand days. It's almost three years. Yeah. Of the, working on this. That's crazy. Uh, the model crew. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's when you when you realize that's how long it took to make this movie, you appreciate it that much more. Uh, first impressions, I, I loved it. It was my favorite animated movie that I saw this past year. It probably would have made my list, my top five best of the year. Okay, I, I enjoyed it that much. I thought I've, I haven't seen a version of Pinocchio where um, you understood Geppetto's grief. Mm-hmm. They they did the backstory of of him losing his son. That set the tone. Yeah, that was good. Never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, voice actors were great. I thought Christoph Waltz was awesome as Count Vol- Volpo. Yeah, Volpo. <clears throat> like you said, the animation was great. I thought the characters looked wooden, which I thought was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. I think they meant to do that. Like everyone looks like they're carved out of wood. Yeah. Um. So that was cool. Surprisingly emotional, at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the guy who did the voice of Geppetto? Oh, uh, out David- of bed, students out yes. of bed. David Bradley. Yeah. yeah. He was great. Yeah. Um Yeah, like I said, surprisingly touching at times, definitely. And uh uh I mean other than that, I mean, like yeah, it wasn't beat for beat. I mean, it has elements from the Disney sure with the whale and uh Count Volpo's pretty much what's that character's Honest name? Honest John. Honest John, yeah. Well, he's kind of like he's kind of a mixture of Of Honest John and then the 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 fat dude. Yeah, Stromboli. Stromboli, thank you. Um, yeah, I uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I think you liked it more than I did, but again, I watched it hungover. Hungover, but also I was mainly early on focusing on Mm -hmm. like how they did the animation and just the model work and everything else like that. So it does warrant a rewatch. Um. I've seen some people respond very much to uh, the story and just reading user reviews just to see how Mm -hmm. it was received for other people. Some people were like, oh, I teared up like five or six times. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't. Of course, I was. I didn't tear up, but it was. I was was an emotional emotional. deadbeat because I was hungover. Um, (laughs) Hey, I may tear up for Bluey. But no, this one didn't have yeah. any. Uh, hey, Blue, Bluey is uh, the best thing that is on Disney Plus right now. Uh, so it's actually very good. I, I started watching that with the boys uh, yeah. from your recommendation. They do like it. it. It's fun. It's pretty good. But uh, but no, I mean I agree. Like in it, I liked it enough. I'm definitely going to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. It may not be until it comes out on Criterion. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I'm already aware of what happens story wise. Give me enough time to yeah get in the mood to watch it again just because yeah. it's not like uh it's not something you want to watch every day no it's not exactly like you said light-hearted and no. upbeat it's it deals with some fairly serious stuff but not so much like oh my god it's requiem for a dream all over again kind yeah of thing. yeah it's not requiem for a dream. yeah there's no but yeah 
But, I mean, you need to be in a certain kind of mood to want to see did. it or whatever. Well, and to that point, I think if I was 12 years old, this I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as I do now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Um, be, me being my age, I enjoyed it definitely more than I would have when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was definitely geared towards older... <clears throat> it's not geared towards kids, I don't think. I, Honestly, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Yeah. It's... Um, because Geppetto is more of a main character in this than uh-huh. what I feel like Pinocchio is. Or, yeah. I mean, at least he's a he's a character that's up there with Pinocchio. Yes. Um, as opposed to Pinocchio only being in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, the and uh, this is the first movie in a while that actually made me want to watch bonus features because really well because I mean mainly everything is all. Yeah. Made the same way now anyways. There's nothing really new that anyone's doing. I think the last thing I was interested in watching was the front projection uh, sets that ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, with the <clears> amount <throat> of work that and the, the teams that had to come together to be able to make this, <clears throat> I remember watching, I was like, uh, I really want to watch the bonus features of how yeah. they made this. But <clears throat> but I, I, I recommend it. Um, I, I, th- I think it's good. Um it's a, it's a good story. It's different, and it uh, this is the exact opposite of I think the other yeah. video to where you felt like no one cared in Zemeckis's. You you could tell a lot of people. I mean, hell, they spent three years on. They it. cared about this one for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Did but, you like uh, Kate Kate Blanchett's voice work as the monkey Spazatura? <laughs> <laughs> Barely noticed it. Yeah, I know. I, and she's like interviewed like she's one of the yeah. the characters. And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> like yeah. the, I apparently she uh, she wanted to be a part of this when she was in mm. Nightmare Alley. And OK, but all, all the roles were cast. <clears throat> OK, so and he's like, except for the monkey. And she's like, oh, that's the character I wanted to play anyways. Shut the fuck up, Kate Blanchett. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, it's not. Yeah, I, I bet she wanted to like I had a feeling she wanted to be one of the uh, the wood sprite. Yeah, the wood sprite or the uh, the <clears> other <throat> one that's uh, like the afterlife. Yeah, thing. But yeah, let's hop into spoilers and sure and all that good stuff. I mean, spoiler wise, I got I don't. I mean, it's I really don't <clears throat> have anything, but I, I just because I keep thinking about the art direction and the the I, models, the way they animate. I mean, compared to the other movie, I really love the way this one ended. Mm-hmm. I like the ending. So, and again, it's this, it's it's the same concept of he doesn't turn into a real boy, but he becomes mortal. He, yeah, correct. And he is pretty much, a, like he's not flesh and bone, right? But he's still well. The, the so the Tom Hanks one, it's like oh, they lived happily ever after as father and son. Blah blah blah. This one is like, uh, you know, Geppetto died, then Jiminy died. Um, they had some good times, but life went on. <laughs> and then Spastura died. And then, yep. <clears throat> um, which is fine because, yeah. um, I mean, they made a reference earlier in the movie and they were talking about, uh, Geppetto, is it Geppetto or something made a comment to where a parent shouldn't have to outlive their child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he got that wish. With Pinocchio mm-hmm. to where Pinocchio outlived Geppetto, and which was fine. It's how everything should be. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed how they ended it too. Um, 
it was uh, it was nice because it satisfying. was yeah it was a satisfying ending because you didn't really expect where, you didn't know you have in the back of your mind oh he's going to be a real boy and it'll be mm-hmm. his son or yeah yeah they kind of give that to you but then it's also different enough to where oh, okay that's that's nice yeah um i liked how they did they didn't do paradise island fantasy island fantasy island no um they did a military training camp for yes. Mussolini's forces. <laughs> fascist fascist uh, youth army yeah um which i like that mm-hmm. uh and because you're which is a nice commentary on I mean, it's a little on the nose, but I mean, it's uh, you're taking children and you're turning them into monsters pretty mm-hmm. much. And uh, I like how they have that as far as like kind of like a basic boot camp or some kind of uh, during the war backdrop, because it's a nice thing from, oh, if you let like kids run away and do whatever they want, they'll turn into donkeys and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's punishment to where you you have the same kind of outcome, but this is actually government sponsored almost yeah. to where, Oh, this is what society expects people to do. And we're still turning them into monsters. Correct. Kind of a yeah. thing. I like that uh, aspect of that. Um, yep. Lo- voice work. I thought was great. Um, yeah. Ron Perlman. Uh, Ewan McGregor was fine. Yeah. He was, eh. but yeah, uh, David Bradley. Did you like how, uh, so I thought, okay, they cast you McGregor. It's a musical, and they're gonna—he's gonna have a bunch of musical numbers in it. And every time he just started to sing, he'd get squashed. <laughs> it was great. I did like that. That was pretty like, cool. He, especially the opening up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like trying to stop Pinocchio from walking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that because <laughs> he didn't really sing in it. Mm-mm. It was mainly just Pinocchio. Yeah, he sang. Uh, he sang at the end during the credits. Okay, all right. So, because I think it goes to credits, and then it comes back, and he kind of sings a little bit, and then it goes back into the credits. Oh, okay. Um, I, I I cut it off after the end. I didn't oh, watch did. the credits, yeah. the uh, It wasn't a long time. I think he sang for, I think, like 15, 30 seconds, mm. and then it just went into the credits. But, um, yeah. I mean, the, the amount of detail in the sets and everything uh, is great. They, oh, yeah. They add, uh, they complement um, uh, computer effects very well in this to where it doesn't take away from anything. It's not blatant to mm-hmm. where, oh, that, that was a computer. Um, I didn't it notice it too much. It still looks practical um, when it's in there. Um, the little, little side trivia for you. Mm-hmm. The range, because I was... I was bored today, so I was looking up a bunch of stuff behind the scenes. Random stuff. facts. Random facts. Uh, the smallest Pinocchio doll they used was about an inch high, huh? And then the largest Pinocchio doll. It was an interview I saw with uh, Guillermo del Toro, and Guillermo del Toro. If you've seen him, he's kind of a big guy. He is, yeah. Uh, he's festively plump, but the biggest Pinocchio was his head was about the size of del Toro's body. Wow. And the reason is, is because they had shots when they have Jiminy, uh, not Jiminy Cricket, but just the cricket whispering into Pinocchio's ear. Mm -hmm. They needed to have a big enough Pinocchio head. So that way they could still move the armature of the cricket. Gotcha. uh, 
to be able to do that effectively and still maintain that scale and the level of detail within the wow. character. So, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of crap in there. I mean, I mean, typically like with any other kind of puppet movie or, um, stop motion animation is they built the sets up mm -hmm. to where it needs to be. So that way you can have the animators moving in between the sets. And then they fill that in later with computer graphics and everything else. Um, but yeah, they had different varying art styles from like the 1400s all the way through to present day of 1940s, Italy. Um, that kind of helped the world fe feel more whole. Um, a lot of work and care into this. And I know. It's, it's, it it's shows. Great. It's fun when it's fun, yeah. When you watch something and you're like, "Oh, someone actually gave a shit." Yeah, I like the little touches too. I like the way his new his nose grow or grew. Mm -hmm. It was interesting. Yeah, never seen it like that. Normally it's just straight out, but this is like a branch, mm -hmm. tree branch with leaves and crap. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> the I like the they could have really so you have um. Leica. Leica. It's a studio in, I believe, Oregon. Oh, the one who did Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah, and, Kubo yeah. and the Two Strings and Paranorman. <clears throat> yeah. Did they do Paranorman? Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, or Caroline and... Uh, you know who directed those? Phil Knight's son. Nike Phil Knight? Mm-hmm. He's that, a stop motion a, director, isn't that funny? How he, that's how he got that fucking job. Yeah. Of course he, he's a stop motion director. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you ever seen Kubo in the two in the two strings? I have seen parts of it. It's very good. Yes. That's yeah. what I hear. But like that you have a very finished version like you have very finished animation with Kubo and the two strings. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, you, you could see the complexity and you can see some of the elements, but I feel like that's more polished than what this is. And that's not slamming this at all but this is something that i like is you can see like when they blink yeah the, the eye covers that mm -hmm. go over pinocchio like they change out his eyes to make him look to make him blink and um i enjoy how they did that just because you could still see the the handheld effect of it or the like the, yes. the artist moving the pieces and it it's Brings it to your attention without uh, taking you out of the story. Same, yeah. Similar way to what, uh, like Wes Anderson's um, Isle of Dogs and Fantastic Mr. Fox, mm -hmm. to where they you they use real fur and you can see the the, it, the imprints, like, yes, and the yes. waves of almost creates like a wind effect just from the puppet uh, the puppeteers moving, moving yeah the armatures and i i just like that to where you could see the the signature almost of uh, every movement yeah those movements and like in the sand scene where he not, i think he's burying something geppetto mm -hmm. and as the sand moves you can tell like it's not perfect yeah, it's not but perfect but you can see yeah where all the movements were yeah doing. it probably took what a month to just do that mm-hmm the hand over the the sand scene, jeez. Yeah, yeah, but I like when they leave those artifacts in. Yeah, um, that's cool. And that's why. Be, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's good, and that's why I don't like people going back and adding effects to right. existing work because right. you're covering up what other people had done in the past. Mm -hmm. And yeah, granted, sometimes they bring back the original people to do it, mm -hmm. but sometimes they don't too. So, but uh, well. Yeah. Hey, I want to 
compare and contrast the two endings to these movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, so here is Pinocchio. All right. Remake with Tom Hanks. So, th- wait, this is the ending. The ending. Okay. Just the endings to both of these. Okay. Let's get home. Oh. Oh. Come on, Cleo. Leave it all. But. Pinocchio? Do, do you know the way? We'll follow that light. So, in the end, Pinocchio did prove himself brave, honest, and unselfish. And since then, many stories have been told about him. People say he was transformed into an honest-to-goodness real boy. Did that actually happen? Who knows? But I do know one thing for sure. In his heart, Pinocchio is as real as any real boy could ever be. All right. So is that one? Mm-hmm. And then Th- that brought up like five minutes worth of shit I wanted to shit on just for that one clip. It's so terrible. <sighs> like the entire, <sighs> he did a fine job of Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> But God damn it, rap it the fuck. He's as boy as a real as a hanging uh, yeah. and a thing and a finger with ninim and ninim and shut the fuck up in the fucking movie. And wait, uh, did they die? Because like I was watching it. You they know, didn't die. Hungover. <clears throat> I thought they did. No. I was like, they're fucking. He's like, do you know the way? And I'm like, they're fu- head towards the light. And I'm like, oh, they're fucking dead. Are they fucking dead? And that, that was like the first thing I thought of. I was like, I don't think they, they're dead. No. They fucking died. No, I don't think so. I just hate that. It'd be too unique. Some say that he did he did become a real boy, but who's to say? I don't know. <laughs> so what people is say. it is for sure? <laughs> He's as real as a boy. Well, what is it? What is it? We'll leave it to your own interpretation because we don't give a fuck. We don't care. Aye, aye, Captain. I fucking hate it. I hated it. Anyway, and here's the other one. All right. This is uh, Guillermo del Toro's. Okay. Pinocchio found me by the window. I wasn't moving anymore. So he put me in a matchbox. And he carries me still with him. Right in his heart. into the world and the world I believe embraced him back I've not heard of him in quite a while will he eventually die I think so and maybe that makes him a real boy what happens happens and then we are gone it's great yeah so much better. And and if you're listening to this podcast so and you're better. wondering, wait, half of that was just music. <laughs> that's because in movies and in good storytelling, whether it be a book or a TV show, a short film, a documentary, th- they show 
they don't tell. Unlike, right. well, who can say with the thing and the thing and they fuck me. <laughs> and the hoop and the how and the bee and the bomb. Oh, 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 I'm old. I'm a fidgety old man. I just made a wooden puppet. <laughs> Fucking hate that thing. Ah. Uh, yeah, but they were so when it was silent there, Pinocchio was looking over the graves of Geppetto, Spazzatori, mm-hmm. and uh, Cl- uh, Carlo. Yeah, and he was like signifying that he recognizes they're gone, and he walks away into the sunset. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Jeez. They're, they're is it all, really that hard? They're all buried at the same place. Like you right. recognize, oh, that that was his family. That's his family. But you don't on top have of someone coming out and say, oh, well, that was his family, <laughs> and because he had a family, he was a real boy. And ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's 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 amazing. Is it really that hard? Is it that hard? Well, I just don't think they tried. I mean, the there was one. that. That was what fifteen words of dialogue. That so, was it. It's also it's three all, years worth of work. That's true. That's true. Maybe they're like, I guess we got a script, but I mean, we we're just sitting here animating. I have I have no time to write dialogue, so hopefully we're just putting all our trust in here there, Guillermo. But again, you've yeah. had three years to write the the script and however way you want to. So yeah. Well, actually, time. yeah. I mean, you probably had more time to write the script because it took three years to animate it. So yes. The um. But no, I I just don't I, I don't think anybody tried it, the Disney version. No. Um. I don't think so. It shows. Yeah. It shows, big time. So the uh, Netflix. Uh, I hope they keep. I mean, they still make a lot of crap, but they do. Uh, but they do some pretty good stuff sometimes. Um, for like this, I mean, this is probably yeah my favorite thing that I think Netflix did. Uh, short of Stranger what, Things, year? yeah, mm. well, Stranger Things and Cobra Kai, yeah. But those are ones that I like nerded out and enjoyed. But yeah, um, but as far as like. A finished product. I think this one was feature film wise. Yeah, I'd have to. Agree I think with this you. is probably pretty good because it feels like a complete idea, and it doesn't feel like Guillermo del Toro or Mark, uh, what's his name, Gustafson. Gustafson ran away with it. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like they they were like, oh, we could do whatever we want, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, Unlike some of the other properties that get made at Netflix to where it's like, does anybody wrangle in these people into making a product that would actually have some kind of somewhat of a mass appeal? Um, yeah. But, I mean, if, this felt like a studio movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think you can just throw shit at the wall to make a movie like this. You have to know what you're doing because it is painstakingly difficult to make and time-consuming. So you have to know the direction of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Netflix just throws a lot of shit at the wall and see what sticks. 
honestly. Yeah. Like 1899, that show that I was, was made my top five worst. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like three seasons. Yeah, it canceled. got canceled. Yeah. So like, today. like you can't keep doing this. Can't be your business model. We're gonna come. We're gonna throw shit at the wall. Yeah. And if it doesn't get, if it doesn't get seven billion minutes of, of streaming minutes in the first two weeks, yeah, fuck it. Mm-hmm. It's out the window. It's not worth our time. Yeah. Are you not? Are Are you not willing to spend three seasons worth of money on it? No. Then do it in one season. Right. That's fine too. It, yeah, because That's then you too. got you got to have a f- tighter fucking story. Right. You don't have filler. You don't have it. Right. But but what if it's a hit? <clears throat> then, then then go make another fucking hit. Then fine. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. But yeah, make a tight s- season, and if it is a hit, right, make something else, or or figure out how to make a second season. If you could do that, I think they did that with Stranger Things. I do not think they yeah. thought that was going to last more than one yep. season. They left it open just because that's typically how those kind of stories, yes, like end, like oh, like. Uh. But it was satisfying but enough to be like it was, yeah. That's fine. To where if it ended, yeah, perfectly fine. And they've been able to end every season like that, yes, very very well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I mean, other than the third season. In fourth season, I think after the second season, I think they were like, mm, mm. "Are we gonna keep doing this? Are we gonna <laughs> like, are we gonna be able to do season three kind uh-huh. of a thing?" So, yeah. um, but yeah. yeah, but I prefer uh, the Del Toro Pinocchio over the Zemeckis Pinocchio by far and away. I agree, um, and mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. It's, yeah, yeah. It's. I'm not a huge fan of the Pinocchio story to begin with. Yeah, I could take it or leave it. it but um, but no, I thought it was good, and I liked what he changed. It um, mm-hmm. made it different enough, and because I mean, I, yeah, I mean, how many times has Pinocchio been swallowed by the like, the whale? So and many fucking times. There's yeah, there's a lot of the puppet without strings. A lot of adaptations. <clears throat> yes, there's a lot. Have you ever uh, seen the Roberto Benini Pinocchio live action one? Which he, one? The one where he plays Pinocchio or the one he plays Geppetto? He has two? Yes. Everyone has a Pinocchio and like <laughs> I didn't realize he had <laughs> yeah. he did wow. he did he did the uh the when he played <clears throat> Geppetto, I think that one came out five years ago or something something like okay. that. Okay. Um I have not seen it. I saw the one where he plays Pinocchio, the boy. Yeah. How was that? It's very awkward. Very Italian. Because he's playing a boy, and he's a 50-year-old man. Is it like Clifford when Martin Short a little was bit. playing? Yeah. <laughs> playing a 10-year-old kid, and he's like fucking 35. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely weird. Oh, yeah, you're right. Pinocchio, 2019. He's Geppetto. That is weird. Yeah. Yeah, how many times are you going to redo this? At least several. Does more. Italy have any other IP besides Pinocchio? Well, it's open. It's uh, it's it's open IP. Anyone it's open can now. Make it. So, oh, now we're gonna get. Well, we have the floodgates. So we got Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh. That's now blood, blood honey. honey. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we're gonna get those fucking things for now on. We're gonna get like twenty uh, of those over the next twenty years. We're gonna. What else? Uh, the Grinch just became public domain. Oh shit! Doctor Seuss is getting in there. Yeah, because there's a uh, horror film called The Mean One. I'm sure it's great. 
<laughs> I'm sure it's fantastic. Uh, hold on, I gotta I gotta look at this this descriptor of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. All right. It follows Pooh and Piglet as they go on a rampage after Christopher Robin abandons them for college. <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> oh my god! I guarantee you, it's gonna be a hit. It's gonna make money. No, they well, probably made it for make, a million it, bucks. But here's the whole point: and of, it's gonna make money. You know that there's no story there. Oh yeah, it's, I know. Oh, it's, it's a, a gimmick. gimmick. Yeah, it's a gimmick. So you recommend Del Toro's? I do too. Yes. And please do not watch the Zemeckis remake on Disney Plus. It's terrible. Waste of your time. Yeah, which you have to search for it on Disney Plus. I couldn't even, to even find get it, it. Really? Yeah, I couldn't even find it. Just in the, <clears throat> oh, the algorithm doesn't even like it. Yeah. The. Wow. Uh, yeah, which. That's saying something. Even though it's AI, it's still intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, even though that interface is the worst fucking interface of I all know. streaming services. I, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. You know what I don't like about Primes and Disney's is when I go to movies, mm-hmm. like just give me the list view of the movies available, like alphabetically. Give me one option for that. Yeah. I hate, especially Prime, like if I go to movies, I have to scroll through like in no distinct order. I have no idea what's coming next. It's like just give me alphabet alphabetically. Mm-hmm. Just give me a guide, something. The I I would like <clears throat> the the continue watching for Disney Plus. Don't just start it right away. Maybe because maybe I have little kids. They're like start it over, start it over, and then I I either have mm-hmm. to search for it to get that option play from the beginning, or. I have to play it, and then I have to rewind and stand there for a minute of my life, yeah, waiting for it to rewind. First world problems, I know, but they're the major problems that need to be addressed immediately. Yep. You spend $150 million on a piece of shit movie, you could spend 10 bucks to hire a fucking college kid to give you a better interface. Yeah, it's true. The uh, It's like common sense shit. Just, no, just have it on. Just have a little pop-up screen. Okay, do you want to start it over? Continue? Like everyone else does. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if there's copyright based on like streaming copyright interfaces, which I'm sure is a thing, uh, to where they can't have that option on there for some reason. Hmm. But Amazon Prime has it. Yep, they do. Netflix has it. Yep. Hulu, I think, has it. Or Hulu's even a little. Fun. Well, I haven't been on Hulu in years. I have no idea what the interface is like anymore. <sighs> what I saw, I saw Val on there. Oh, wait, no, I saw that on Amazon. Yeah, that's on Amazon. I went to Hulu to search for it because I thought it was on Hulu. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's not on here. And I got the fuck out of there real quick. Yeah. God, that'll get you. Fucking Why? Because Hulu. Hulu's interface is terrible? Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good one either. Mm-hmm. It's still bad. Hmm. I remember not liking it. There's nothing on Hulu. I know. What's on Hulu? Let us know in the comments because <laughs> we don't. Does it Handmaid's Tale. Oh, Jesus. That's it. Well, that, I think that that's losing its luster. I think we're done with it. Well, what do we got next next time? What are we talking about next, Jay? I forget. Uh, join us next time is we talk about the new Christian Bale mystery, Edgar Allan Poe mystery, mm-hmm. Pale Blue Eye. So he plays Edgar Allan Poe? No, he plays a detective, and uh, Dudley from the Harry Potter franchise plays Edgar Allan Poe, who's a recruit at a military academy okay i haven't looked up anything on this movie yeah. it's fiction i'm assuming it's fiction just happens to have a real it's person. based on a book yeah okay so uh <clears throat> pale blue eye uh which you can watch it on netflix uh 
by the time you hear our this Friday, pretty yep. much January sixth, so, January sixth, twenty twenty three. Uh, it'll be on Netflix, so watch it there, and then you can listen to us talk about it. Yeah, or if not, go fuck yourself. I, I will. Here's the description: A world weary detective, that's Christian Bale, is hired to investigate the murder of a West Point can't, uh, cadet. Stymied by the cadet's code of silence, he enlists one of their own to help unravel the case. A young man, the world would come to be known, would come to know as Edgar Allan Poe. Hmm. There you go. All right. Who's who's directing it? Scott Cooper. He's a pretty good director. He did uh, Black Mass with uh, Johnny Depp. Yep. <clears throat> he also did Out of the Furnace. I don't know if you've ever seen that. And Crazy Heart. It's another pretty good movie. And Hostels. Nice. He did the Antler movie that I wasn't too impressed with. That was his last one. It was like a horror movie. Got it. It was all right. Mm. Yeah. Well, Pale Blue Eye next time. Yep. So, uh, and also don't forget to visit our website. You can see other episodes or listen to other episodes. Comment, write your email, all that jazz. So, uh, yeah. Till next time, Matt. Till next time, Jay. Yeah. Thank you.